What can I do to convince you? Hear me out. I've heard you. Not all of it. I know what you're thinking. So you can read my mind. No, Shane, listen to me. We are here, right here. Maybe. This is certainty. And before? I have more data now. I can't explain to you what it feels like. What was his name? It doesn't matter. Pretend that it matters. You'll build more of an attachment to your perception of him. The fact that he tried to hurt us will matter less, and your guilt about what you feel you did will matter more. It won't change anything that has happened, but it creates inconvenient variables for us moving forward. You mean I might decide that this is where it ends for me, and you'd have to go in alone? No, that's not an option. Because you'd force me? I won't have to. I thought you said that I was a blind spot in your forecast. You are. I don't need that to know you won't leave me to go in there without you. And I know that I'm going in. Know thyself. I do. Do you? Why don't you want to say his name? If it's a foregone conclusion, we're going to go in there anyway. It's because a part of you realizes that you've been changing ever since the letter started unlocking this thing inside you. It's just me. It's not. I'm telling you, it's not. I know that you're scared. Why won't you say his name? We're casting. It'll take a little time for them to find out who he was. Time that we can use. You wouldn't tell me before. Think about why. Think about how much it meant to him before you took his soul. You can't say it. It's not for the reasons you think. Say it. When you do, you'll realize what you've done. In death, he should have a name. This isn't a movie. I know. He was a person who had a name. Feel that. There's a reason you can't say it. It's because his name is Victor. He didn't mean anything to anyone, even to himself, until I gave him purpose. You taught me that. Birth certificates, social security numbers, marriage licenses, hashtags. None of that is real. The names we are given that define us and our truth are all that we ever are. And I gave that to him. He was fortunate to have found that. So few do. He's dead. And before he died, he got money and information to people within the movement. They are more powerful now than ever before, with real resources. When the Mikes got to the Warren in Ferguson, he made sure they got out. He's a martyr. That's how he should be remembered. Did you know when you sent him that he was going to die? It was a probable outcome. Pawn to Queen's Fourth? You think I'm treating this like a game? I don't think you understand all of the rules. You think you've considered something that I haven't? You don't think that's possible? It's prohibitively unlikely. Shane, we are right here. All of our answers are a block away. Let me tell you what I've been thinking. After that, whatever you decide, I'm with you. Shane, we're going in circles. Agreed. We're coming full circle. If this is it, if this is where it all ends, then we jump. Okay? We jump. But I'm not Victor. I deserve to do it clear-eyed, without reservation, and without feeling as if I had no control of the outcome. You owe me that. I owe you so much more than that. I'm sorry. Let's sit. Okay. Tell me what's on your mind. 
You've already considered that the tall man has expected this outcome. That when we walk through those doors, he'll somehow be waiting for us, like we're right on time for a meeting. Probably late now. I've been thinking about Estrum. You wish that it had gone differently. When George Zimmerman died, Hotep's social lit up like a Christmas tree. There were celebrations. Some somber, some less so. I watched grown men cry in public. One of my teachers compared it to an OJ got off times a trillion. When the investigation concluded and it turned out to be wrong place, wrong time, no one at fault, it was just too poetic. It felt divine. Then almost a year later, the blue fall started. First, it was the cop from Oakland who'd gotten a pair of years for killing that man while he was lying down and handcuffed. Then the cops in New York who choked that man to death. Then the one in Chicago who shot that boy with a toy gun. Then the ones in Baltimore who broke that man's spine. Baton Rouge, Minnesota, Seattle, Indianapolis, Kenosha, Alexandria, Pittsburgh, Aurora, Fort Worth, Louisville, Rochester, all over the country over the next few years, cops were dying in unrelated accidents or as collateral damage in broader incidents or in hospitals. And then the civilians died, whose only badge was their whiteness, like the father and son from Georgia. And it began to feel like something was happening. There were so many hashtags. Final destination, no justice, no peace, chickens roosting, karma is a bitch, SJW no cap. Someone took the time to look up who the angel of vengeance was. Raquel. That one stuck. Conspiracy theorists, digital charlatans, all tried to sow menace. That retribution was coming from on high. There were even a few woke cults that spoke up. Congressional investigations run in secret to pry out the coincidences in these false tragedies. Over time, after the death stopped, the chatter faded away into the background. I've seen how the Pathways Initiative predicted parts of my life. But maybe it was more than that. After Victor, I've seen what you can do. It's not just foresight. You are learning to impose your will on the future. And it's curving towards you. What if he did the same thing? What if he's waiting for us not because he saw it, but because he caused it? I've considered that. So you think he is? You think he's Ragel? I think we've given him too many names. It makes him more than what he is. A man. That's, that's it. Right there? Yes. My father, in his last letter, he said it was a time of God's. He was thinking about one person when he said that. Yes. The person he gave you to. Yes. Then maybe he's the one Shane? that... Let me finish. I will, but let's read a letter. What? Now? Why? Because I need more data. It will help me hear you clearly. Okay. Okay. It's a letter from Dad's best friend, Auntie Eve. We stayed with her right after you left until the boarding school. I don't know if you ever met.
bellwether, heirloom, mnemonic. Jude and Shane, I've spent days trying to write this letter. I don't think I figured out how to do what I was asked to do, but if I put it off any longer, I'll lose my courage. Your dad's instructions are specific, and I will do my best to abide by them. I'm supposed to tell you what's happening in the world. It's been a hard time for everyone, but for you too, it's been particularly cruel. I want to tell you that everything will be okay, but when you read this, you'll know better than me. Can you find me then? And let me know if I was right. I hope by the time you read this, we've seen each other many times at your mother's funeral since you came to stay with me. I didn't visit as often as I wanted before the world shut down, and now I wish I'd use every red cent on a flight to be with the people I love. If any of us had known, we would have been crisscrossing the skies like migrating bluebirds. I'm stalling. First, what's happening? Connecticut and Rhode Island are the only two states that saw a decline in new cases this week. I've never been to either, but it sounds like they may have a modicum of their shit together. It's almost July. Friday saw the largest single day number of cases since this all began. We have one quarter of the world's cases and deaths and 4% of the population. As bad as things are, no one is as upset as they should be at the things they should be upset about. No one seems to really sit with how badly we've mismanaged this. Maybe because it wouldn't help to dwell on it, but I think it's because we are isolated from one another and the devastation hasn't hit home for so many of us in a way that makes the numbers make sense. At least for most of us. The Florida and Texas governors won't issue mask mandates. The vice president was just in Dallas getting serenaded by an unmasked choir of more than a hundred pious fools from a pew right up front. Over the weekend, there were reports that the administration removed thousands of social distancing signs at the Tulsa rally. I wonder, at this age, what do you think of cops? Has it changed since you were children? Do they even exist in the same capacity? Some of them are being exposed for being the vile terrorists they are in California, Alabama, North Carolina. A cop there was caught on tape saying he can't wait to start slaughtering black people. It's been 108 days since Breonna Taylor was killed and still no arrests. A man fired more than a dozen shots into a crowd of protesters that demanded justice for her, or at least a shred of accountability, and he killed a young photographer who supported the demonstration. Riot police broke up a peaceful violin vigil for Elijah McLean with pepper spray and batons. After the Minneapolis City Council voted to defund their police department, we're seeing protesters in New York and Seattle laying siege to City Hall and the private residence of the mayor while thousands marched in solidarity for the 51st anniversary of the Stonewall riots. People hate the word incremental. The quick translation is dragging your feet, but it feels like this is different feels like this might be lasting. Maybe you'll remember the marches as an icon of liberty that you didn't have to inherit, a relic of your childhood that shocks you into appreciation for what you have. Facebook had to change its policies by labeling important posts and deleting anything 
that incites violence after 100 companies boycotted spending advertising dollars on their platform. That couldn't have happened without everyday people using their voice, making themselves heard, and refusing to be mollified into going back to the way things were. Mississippi abolished their state flag. Mississippi. Georgia was one of four states who still didn't have any hate crime laws in the books. But Governor Kemp, who stole an election from Stacey Abrams, signed one into law on Friday. There's no appetite to rejoice with everything still so dark, but maybe, maybe there's some light leaking in. Any splinter of sunlight has to make it past the storm cloud that is 45. The Russian government offered bounties for American troops serving in Afghanistan. And while it's not clear right now what he knew and what he didn't, it is clear that he's incompetent and unfit, so does it matter? Second, I'm supposed to tell you about your father. I think he wants me to absolve him. I can't do that. I won't do that. He's told me that he has made a plan. I can only tell you this. He is certain. He is certain that this is the only way to care for the two of you in the way that you will need. I hate that he told me. I hate him for loving him. But boys, I can tell you that he is convinced in a way that is hard to put into words. He was calm and casual and still so full of love for the both of you. He told me that if I told anyone that people would take you away and that would be worse. And for better or for worse, I believed him. He told me that I was the only one he trusted, the only one left. So he left me with answers and certainty. That he did what he did for you no matter how selfish or insane that may sound. It has been a terrible burden to live with, but I am no victim. I was a willing participant in keeping this from you, and for that, I can't even begin to ask for your forgiveness. I can't even ask for your understanding. Instead, any hate you may still carry for your father... I ask that you carry it for me instead. He was weak and I could have been stronger. I should have been stronger. Lastly, he wanted me to tell you two something that makes no sense to me, but I'm hoping will provide closure or meaning to the two of you. Your father was never religious before, but perhaps we all find God at the end. He told me to tell you He saved us once, he saved us twice, but when he rises, we must save ourselves. I've looked it up, but if it's scripture, Google doesn't know it. If it's a prayer between a father and his sons, I pray it is heard and answered. Sweet boys, you deserved better. I will love you until the end of my days. You knew what this was. You wanted me to hear you more clearly. You think this convinces me that he had nothing to do with the accident? I'm not sure. There are things I remember, but still so much that I don't, and things that I shouldn't even know, but I do. 
And one of them was that I know, I know that your father loved you and what he did. Let's go. Shane. Like you said, we're here. It's time for both of us to get our answers, so let's go get them. Shane. I still need you. Your hand isn't shaking. Now it is yours. expecting a throne. What do you see? It's empty. A big, empty, dusty room. Are you sure this is where the markers led you? Tell me what you see. There isn't much to tell. It looks like an old church with most of the pews missing. And the ones that aren't don't look like you'd want to sit on them. Maybe not a church. Why? There are three stained glass windows. Then why not a church? Because one is of Alexander the Great, one is of Malcolm X, and the last one is of Abraham Lincoln. I'm pretty sure none of them were canonized. Shane. Yeah? Don't let go of me, okay? Why? What? Why are you crying? What's going on? You were right. I need you to hold on tight so I can find my way back. Back? Where are you going? Run? Alexander X. Lincoln. <laughs> 